132 of the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast, the podcast that is the, the most unreliable podcast. What is it, Mike? The most... Least, least informed, least professional podcast. Least knowledgeable podcast. Well, there you go. There you go. We are actually in the first rest day of the Tour de France 2016. And listen, I know that my brother doesn't like it when I do this, but I always forget to do it at the end, so I'm going to do it now. Speedmetalcycling.com is the website. Info at speedmetalcycling.com is the email address. At speedmetalcycle, C-Y-C-L. Uh, on it's Twitter and at the Skull Crusher, all one word. Skull, uh, Crusher with a K is my Instagram. And uh, and then GaugeandeSoto.com is Mike, or GaugeandeSoto.com. And then also, what are you on Twitter, Mike? GaugeandeSoto. GaugeandeSoto. And then um, Natalia is at Nsantam, A-N-S-A-T-A-M, correct? Yes, sir. All right, Klaus. And Klaus is at... Real Donald Trump. Real Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> alpsandies.com yeah all right people party people in the house party people in the house say yeah let's yeah. get yeah all right mike okay. you didn't say yeah yeah all right there you go well, the excitement can be <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I think that's pretty exemplary like that that's how mike is as a person in general if yeah. you say something dumb and ask him to repeat that's the enthusiasm that mike approaches life with no, no, no. That's enthusiasm that he that he approaches dumb things with. Real good things in life he's very excited about that just don't come around very often, especially when we're around. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about the Tour de France. Um, and just to remind people where we're at right now, the general classification, uh, Chris Froome is... Um, Leading the the race, second is Adam Yates. He also holds the white jersey. Daniel Martin is third. Nairo Quintana is fourth. Joaquim Rodriguez is fifth. Roman Bardet is sixth. Bauke Molema seventh. Sergio Enao eighth. Louis Mainchies is ninth. Alejandro Valverde closes the top ten. TJ Van Garderen is eleventh. Fabio Ardu is down to thirteenth, and Richie Port is fourteenth. Um, a whole bunch of stuff has been going on in this in, in the tour. So I want to kind of start from the beginning, if that's okay with you guys, like chronologically, kind of what's been going on, and feel free to jump in whenever you guys have something to say. Is that cool? Okay, I just want to ask a question before you continue. No, we're not gonna do the podcast in French. Okay, that's right. good because right. I don't speak French. At yeah, all. that's exactly. Uh, that's the same thing I said. That's good. So I have two things. We need to talk about Giro Rosa. Yes, and we need to talk about. Tour de Fleecer, that's been going fantastic, by the way. The Fleecer, it's like a blizzard, but... Tour de Fleecer, not Tour de Fleecer. I'm just pronouncing Mike's name for the Velo Games League. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, it's like a tour... Is that how you pronounce it, Mike? I don't know, I'm just reading it as it sounds like T Tour de Fleecer. T okay. TDF Lizard. TDF, TDF Lizard. TDF Lizard. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so I don't know, just... Keep in mind at the end if we can. I kind of like Tour okay. of I kind of like Tour de Fleecer better though. <laughs> okay, after <Back to> you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Natalia is referring to the to the fantasy to the fantasy uh, Tour de France Dude, league. Hundred and fifty nine people is playing that thing. Yeah, I think I'm hundred and fiftieth. I think I think I have suspicions of one bot bot playing it, but. And the thing is winning, but I mean, we, we'll get to it. But okay, so, mm. just, just keep it. I, I, if somebody went, if, if no, somebody I, went to I will the, tell you why. It's because the, the name of the team is a website. So that reminds me when you go and see the comment section, and then they have like these things that just uh, yeah. visit the website, whatever. But the, the, I love the your writing the, in yes, this blog. I want to buy a new screen. <laughs> yeah. So no no no, but the name of the team is a website. So that's what I'm saying. It's like mm, smells mm. like bot to me. Right. See yeah. the robots are taking over. But okay, so just keep in mind that. But I who would, would like have a little bit of time to to talk about that because it's going great. What a, what kind of loser would sit there and program a bot to play fantasy cycling? No, plus I mean you can't really. It couldn't be a bot because a bot, if anything, would actually select the guys randomly so if that's a bot then what 
And that's amazing. It's someone who owns a website that wanted to advertise to 159 smart upscale customers that are on the league. And there you go. No, 158 because I'm in it too. Oh, 158. Yeah, whatever. Get it? I just called myself <laughs> not smart. Okay. Okay. So, so go ahead. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the whole thing started in, interesting and, and kind of a little bit of a bummer because Contador had that crash like right off the bat in the first day, which is a, a bummer. Because remember when was it that um, Garmin crashed during the during the prologue and Dan Martin was already out <laughs> like on the first day? You never want to see something like that on the first day. That was just a real bummer, regardless of who it is and regardless of whether or not you like Contador or not. You know that's just really long, long lame, but. Um, but that was the first note that I had. That it's just a real bummer that that he crashed. Um, and then the first surprise of the Tour de France for me came as I'm watching and I'm watching the sprint happen. I realize that I'm rooting for Cavendish. <laughs> now I never disliked That's Mark Cavendish. I had, no, but listen, I thought I, he had retired. I never I never I never disliked him as much as I like dislike Peter Sagan or or something but but I was never a fan. I always thought he was just kind of like nah. But I was I actually rooted for him and I've remained rooting I I continuously root for him and I don't want him to like get out of the race because I want him to fight for the green jersey even though he probably already announced by now that that he's out. But um yeah, it blew my mind. I'm like, oh, my God. I wanted Mark Cavendish to win. And guess what? He won. It was would awesome. You, would you like to talk? Would you like to elaborate on that? On what? That he won? Why? No, no. Why? You win? Why are you? I don't know. I don't know. But hmm. I know a lot of people that are convinced that the reason that I don't like things is because people like them. And if people like them, I don't like them. And then the other way around. But so no one likes when, him anymore. You didn't like him when he was a superstar. That's what I mean. When everybody liked him when he was a superstar, I didn't like him. Now that he's a little, like, you know, past his prime or whatever, now I like him? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I caught – it was. Just, it surprised me. I don't know why I was cheering for Mark Cavendish. It was really, really, really weird. But I was glad. I thought it was awesome that he won. It was good. And I can't think of a single sprinter right now outside of John Degenkolb that I like. So anybody he beats, I'm fine with. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 it's not that I hate Marcel Kittel. It's not that I hate oh, Greipel. But what if he beats Gaviria at Milan San Remo? Uh, oh, no, no. That wouldn't be good. Yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting that Gaviria exists. My head and my spirit have not opened themselves to the idea of a Colombian sprinter. <laughs> So, as far as most of, it's take like three generations of like Colombian cycling fans for that idea to set in. To say, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, exactly. Maybe my grandkids will be like, "Oh yeah, there's Colombian sprinters," but I think until then, nobody. And gonna... it'll be their kids that will cheer for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, of course, I cheer for him. It's just weird. I just cannot think of that. It's like you know what I'm saying. Like that's just no. It's just impossible for me to comprehend. That would be like an American like playing chess or something like that. You know. Exactly like No? Come on, Mike. I'm trying to, like, insult you here. Oh, man. Bobby Fisher. Shut up. Oh, my God. That's a great example. What about, what about Big Blue? American. <laughs> yeah, what about Big Blue? Yeah, but yeah. Is that, he's an American? Big Blue? Well, IBM? First. Yeah, I mean, IBM. It was an IBM computer, and IBM is from here. So, yeah. yeah. I guess Big Blue is American. <clears throat> is he related to Watson? Yeah, also yes. IBM. Okay. Wait, yeah, what did Watson do? Played Jeopardy. Oh, really? Yeah, IBM and uh, Carnegie Mellon University. Hmm. I lost in Jeopardy, baby. You know that song by Weird Al? We should have, uh, we should have IBM sponsor this podcast. Yes. Man, you almost have my brother going into a Weird Al thing. And he's going to start talking about how his career started with Dr. Demento, and he, have, he has a degree in architecture from California 
Polytechnic of Institute or something. No, no. He listen. I know. I know too much about Weird Al, more than anybody should. And okay, never mind. I don't even want to go down that path. I want to say that um, when I assigned one like what we thought was like some unknown slash crappy writer to each of us to follow during the tour. I never realized the reason that I assigned myself Daniel McClay is just because his name was Daniel and I thought that was kind of funny. You know, he writes for Fortuneo. And it turns out he's a pretty kick ass like little sprinter, dude. Yeah, he's and he's gotten like crazy amounts of top tens. He finished third in one of the sprints. So I just wanted to make sure that, you know, it was clear to everybody that I didn't pick him because I knew who he was. I definitely didn't. But Natalia has Reto Haustein or whatever his name was. Yep. Or, and you want to know where he is? Yes, where is he? 119, and he's 1 hour, 37 minutes, 29 seconds behind. Okay, Klaus is Angelo Tulik. Do you know where he is? In France. Well, not <laughs> even in Andorra. No, let me see. I... 124, he's 1 hour, 38 minutes, 41 seconds. Okay, so your guy is ahead of Klaus's? Yep. And... Bye. One minute and change. And what about Mike's Lawson Craddock, of course? Oh, man. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. I have something funny to interject. No, I, I don't know where I don't. I don't know where he is. 69, one Ooh. hour, minute, nice. 36 seconds. First of all, nice. you're way ahead of <laughs> Natalia's and Klaus's guy, but better than that, you're number 69. <laughs> Get it? Get it? 69? <laughs> and then finally, my dude, Daniel McClay, which I'm sure he's last being a sprinter. Yep. You have Can I tell you who my favorite sprinter is? Wait, hold on. What, what position am I in, Natalia? You are 182. Yes. And one hour 55.07. So, Mike, you, you're winning. I'm holding my laughter. <laughs> what am I winning? What do I win? Nothing. Bragging rights. Americans Americans love bragging rights. What do you get? Bragging rights. That's true. They do. I was born with bragging rights. Now is Mike really going to brag all the time because of Craddock? Mike, I I don't think Mike's ever bragged in his life. (laughs) Well, now he has the rights. Who knows if he... Yeah, you're right. You're right. Now he has the... Yeah, he has the bragging rights. Yeah, you're right. What were you going to say, Mike? Favorite sprinter. Yeah, do you know? Do you want to know who my favorite sprinter is? Uh, let me think. Uh, I don't know. Weird Al Greipel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a joke. He got his career started with Doctor Demento. <laughs> Weird Al. <laughs> Weird Al Greipelvich. <laughs> I think he has a rap song too. I mean, he does a lot of. Different things. He has variety. I think they played it in the NC, NBC, whatever channel that is showing the Tour de France here in the US. I think they had the little rap song that he did at some point. Oh, good boy. Help us. Uh, Also, in stage one was that horrible crash where uh, What's His Face from Katusha touched the barrier, the leg of the barrier. uh, Yeah, Morkov. Holy crap, dude, that looked horrible. That looked yeah, terrible. Yeah, that was. Okay. Uh, Let me pose a question to you guys. All right, so you saw that uh, on the first stage that Cavendish won, he brought up his little daughter, which is totally cute. Yeah. Or was yeah. he his son? And then, then the next one, he brought like an... Oh, Wait, the, Mike oh, says it's not cute. I have the... I, I, I own the rights to the hashtag caps not kids. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're going to be easy. Yes. Mike, uh, Mike, no, no, no. Your objection to to kids as props. Now listen, here's the thing. Thank God that Sagan wasn't there. Hey yo. Hey yo. (laughs) Now listen, here's the thing. Here's the question. The first time around, he brought a baby, you know, like a like a a little baby being held up in arms. And his second stage, he had an older daughter, I believe was like standing and everything like a little girl who said like oh i like it when my dad wins because he gives me flowers or something which is adorable and cute and whatever my question is if they keep getting old at what point 
would they say like, no, dude, you can't bring your freaking kid. He's 17. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what if he was up there with like some 17 year old kid and he's all like grumpy teenager, like looking down, like, dude, I don't want to be here, dad. This I think is so it's embarrassing. Like, um, trick or treating age. Which is what? <laughs> 16? When you're like 6, 7, 11? Like 7th grade? Yeah, 11, 12. No way. If, dude, I, I, won the t- if I won a stage of tour and was on the podium and I, I don't have any kids, I'd have to bring, I'd be like, this this young lady is an intern in my office. <laughs> <laughs> the youngest person that you work with, you bring it up. <laughs> yeah. No, I just think it would be awesome to see like some sulky, like, like teenager up there, like, dude, dad, this is so embarrassing. I don't want to be here. I like here. it because I picture a kid that's all goth that shops at uh, Hot Topic. At Hot Topic? Yeah, I think that would be hilarious. I just thought, like, how old can they get? Really? I mean, and this girl was probably six, let's say. So seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. And how would they tell the person, like, uh, who is this person? Oh, no, this is my son. Actually, they can't be know, like, no, he's not allowed. Why not? Everybody else brings their sons. A good rule of thumb at an age where they no longer enjoy getting a free uh, stuffed lion. I would love to get a lion like that. I would what, if, what if Kittle, who's the youngest rider in the peloton? Like, uh, what if Kittle wanted to bring up our Philippe or something? Was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, do you remember who was the American baseball player who kept the smallest man in the world as a luck, as a lucky charm? The guy from, oh, that was Pedro, Republic. that was Pedro Martinez. Pedro Martinez. Yeah. And he had like a pet human. He did have yeah, a pet Nelson human. Nelson De La Rosa. <laughs> yes. Hmm. So, I don't know. Ala Philippe could be someone's lucky charm. Why not? He's amazing. He is amazing. Ala Philippe? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I thought was also funny? Early, early in the, in the, uh, it was one of the flat stages. They had, you know, when the guys are going like all out and then they hang, they, they hang their hands from the, from the handlebar. <laughs> And they, their hands just kind of dangle, you know that the that thing. Right? Paws, yeah, they, they call them the they call them puppy paws, which I thought was amazing. I love that. I love I it too. That. Is, that a, is that a Carlton Kirbyism? Or I I heard him I heard him call it that. I don't know if he came up with it. It was awesome because my dog does that very very often, and I find it to be super adorable. And it's just a perfect right, name. Before we leave, the, before we leave the sprinter section, sorry. Go. What? What? What, what shoes was Brian Cocard wearing? I know someone, Klaus, I think you just mentioned a second ago. Yeah, oh, they, they are no. lace-ups, and I think they're made by Scott. They're made by Scott. Hmm. I, I think so. Let like me Chuck Taylor All-Stars. Chuck Taylor, Chuck Taylor All-Stars. <laughs> Hold on, I'm well, looking up when right I now. Saw the, when I saw the photo, I, I thought they were shoe covers supposed to look like stupid All-Stars. Uh, but then I realized yes, they were they actually made, shoes. They are made by no 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 no. I'm sorry. DMT DMT. Uh, um, you totally could wear like covers that make them look like Jordans, because or whatever <laughs> kind of shoe you want, Chuck Taylors. Because remember, Rui Costa wore CD covers for like a right. year, and he wasn't wearing CDs under, right. and they were just like photorealistic dye sublimation. So yeah, you could wear high top Jordans. Why you not? could wear no. You know you could wear. Print them to look like you're barefoot. Yeah. With a <laughs> tattoo, like those sleeves that have fingers. Or, or. Print them to look like those finger toe shoes. <laughs> yeah, the five finger. The five finger thingy. Yeah, those. Or, no, better than that, just put all like real tree camo on them. Yeah, or the urban camo. Why not? Yeah. The urban yeah, camo is I called. Think we just started a new. We just started a new business. Yeah. Digi Camel. And by the way, Cocart, he he does a double knot very weird. I don't think he learned how to lace his shoes. Kind of concerned. Hmm. <laughs> he needs a little help. I wanted him to win that stage, by the way. I wanted it to be him. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But, um, because Kittle is who was bound to win, so you were yeah, cheering for him. Exactly. Underdog. Because French no. people are always the underdogs. Listen. No. I do. Th- I They're do the underfrogs. <laughs> he was going for. So- he was going for so long and looked like he maybe had it, and then when he's like praying, then you're like, oh. I know that is a thing. I know that is a thing for people to say this, but really, truly, if the stage would have been another five meters, he would have had it. He was maybe. going from behind, all out. I feel really bad yeah. for him. His Chuck Taylors came untied. Now here's something else. Natalia, are you there? 
Yes, I'm here. Oh, okay, no, that's cool. I just didn't, I hadn't heard you in a while. I didn't know if you were still around. I mean, like, what can I say? The first part of the Tour de France was boring. No, I thought you were thinking, these guys are talking about, I thought you were saying, you were thinking, these guys are talking about cycling. I'm hanging up. Um, um, listen, at least it didn't have sure. a time trial. It, no time trial, which was great. And and there's two stages, and you guys tell me if I'm completely off here. You had two stages that had, like, complicated finishes, you know, like little uphills and, you know, like complicated finishes that I'm used to seeing in the Giro and not in the Tour. And I'm wondering if the Tour is looking at the Giro going, like, how come everybody's saying this is so fucking interesting and the Giro is, like, the best thing ever? Let's check it out. And they realize, oh, wait a second, yeah, maybe we can break it up a you little know? bit. That could happen. It reminds me of when MC Hammer, an established act that everyone respected, tried to go like gangster rap and try to imitate the younger people with his album, The Funky Headhunter. <laughs> do you remember that? No. Yes, no. I do. That's the uh, the Funky Headhunter. What the single was? Um... Ah, shoot, the one where he had the 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 video in the tub. Yeah, and he was wearing all the Falcon stuff because Deion Sanders was in the video. Yeah, 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 no, of course. Yeah, but no, so it would be weird if the tour was doing that, but I think they could benefit from it. I think there's some things that are going on in other Grand Tours that they could learn from. Not necessarily the insanely steep stages that, you know, have a million climbs of the Vuelta, but, you know, experimenting with shorter stages, tricky finishes, a stage that's kind of flat, but then has like a run-in that's like 18% for like two blocks or something. It's not yeah, going to burn anyone. I have an idea. Output, uh, I know your idea, Mike. Before you even say it, Tough mutter. Nope. <laughs> Color. No, it's legitimate. It's a legitimate idea. No. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Are you sure you want to disclose Down, it? Downhill mountain team time trial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, you know, I, I am very surprised they don't have mountain bike stages because for a t for a time trial you have to change bikes anyway so you change no, bikes it would be on a road it would be on tt bikes <laughs> but it's downhill for their great handling you are right mike you're right that is a legitimate idea i think so <laughs> disc wheels are a must yes yeah disc wheels um if you're curious i can share my notes with you because yes i'm taking notes again about what? About the first part, the stages that you guys just talked about. What? I have like four I mean, lines of notes. You have four lines? I have like two pages. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> but no, it's just the flat stages. No, I know. That's what I mean. Really? No, no, no. Oh. I, what about what about the fact that Peter Sagan did the exact opposite of what people normally... See, that's the thing. When somebody celebrates and they didn't win, that's awesome. He didn't celebrate because he thought he didn't win. See, See how lame he is? He doesn't even let me have that. He just crossed the line. I was like, oh, I, oh, I won? Oh, man. Oh. The opposite. There was, like, somebody in the, front of him. Yeah, yeah I remember that. The, the Luca Paulini, that's awesome. I won! No, you didn't. Oh, man. But the well, other way around, it's not, he thought that. it's not funny. What's that? Well, now we know why he was confused and thought he won. Luca Paulini? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, <laughs> he, he'd been snorting. He, he had been doing lines all race long. Yeah, so, you know, that, that tends to happen. Yeah, yeah, of course. Very obvious, very obvious. Um, all right, l l tell, me, tell me some stuff that you, that you saw, uh, Natalia. That 10 dams boogers are a real thing. Oof. What? Yeah. Uh, I saw, like, oof. somebody had named it in, like, 10 dams boogers, and I finally saw what that person meant. Stage two or three, I think they had, of the guy in the camera, like, oh! There you go. Actual boogers. If yeah. you look, if you think about the iconic picture when he raced for Rabobank and his nose is totally like bandaged up because he like smashed it in a crash, there's a lot of like substances coming out of all his face holes in that one. Okay. Jesus Christ. You just said, you just said, Klaus, you just said. It's shot and it is for real. So that's the thing. Then I have stage three is like, Boring, long, and at that time, I think somebody did the calculation, and I think the women were going 10 kilometers per hour faster in the Giro Rosa. So, 
Okay. Yeah, that's that's and, the that's the stage that they interrupted. And, I was watching it on Rai, and they interrupted the tour coverage to do the Giro Rosa. Uh, okay, so they coverage. did it twice, I guess. Oh, when really? things got boring, then because that was stage three, and I think they did it again for stage six. Oh yeah, I mean, definitely they definitely did it during uh, stage three. But yeah, that's the one that took forever, and and Thomas Floclair just attacked because he was bored and pissed off. Yeah, okay. he went up to the front. He's like, "Dude, what are you gonna do? What are you doing? Nothing. We're not doing anything. God, screw you. I'm gonna attack." Yeah, Which okay, is so awesome. that's that's the one. And then I got it was at the same stage when oh yeah, the guy that went solo, Fonseca, I think was yeah, Fonseca, guy. yeah, from he went solo for the whole stage then. Buckler joins him for the last part, and he gets the most conveyor prize. I mean, it's like what? Actually, it's funny that you say that. I have exactly that on my notes it's, too. Like, it's like I don't understand how this works. It's like, is this another contest when people is voting? Because I remember no. they have one of those in La Vuelta, and if a Colombian was listed, the Colombian got it. We make no, sure no, no, no. This one, they don't vote. Our people wins it. Is this something similar to it? It's like, no, he won it. I mean, the guy was leading the whole time, and he didn't get it. Nope. Nope, it's, this is a the the organizers actually give it uh, based on their own prerogative. But then here's the thing: the, the rule number one of any of those is they will always give it to the French guy. Always, <laughs> period. Although so, Fonseca is French too, so mm, I don't know. So a bigger French guy, the bigger uh, name French the, guy, the, the person that is most French. They go back in their lineage and see who who has more French blood in them and give it to that one. <laughs> but also at the Tour de France, there's bound to at in the breakaway, it's going to be heavily French. So that already sets them up for being more. Yeah, like, no, no, no. But this specifically was ridiculous. I mean, Fonseca was by himself for i don't know for 75 percent of the time that break was out he started and, talking to a volleyball with a hand exactly he had actually he actually before he started the stage he was working for fedex <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and it sounds familiar but i don't know why. Yeah. anyway uh let me see what else what else what else um a couple of really close uh uh, sprints like we talked about and then stage 5 where Van Avermaet just came out of nowhere <laughs> I never heard of this guy before who is he? I wonder people that like only watch like the Tour de France and like pay attention to Grand Tours and stuff like r- truly casual fans would think like Greg Van Aver, who? who is this guy? I never heard of him holy shit that was an awesome stage Yep, that was fun. Um, I don't know. I I think that's that's kind of all I have for like the beginning of the tour. Oh no, stage six, Contador one again. Contador. I mean Cavendish. <laughs> Cavendish. <laughs> oh, and and are you taking bets? In, in are you taking bets on when Cavendish pulls out? Uh, there's a joke in there somewhere with a pulling out, but. <laughs> But no, I'd, I'd be surprised if he comes back from on back. Tuesday. Yeah, on Tuesday after the the rest day. I really don't think so. But yeah, that's stage six. I have in my notes that Kitel was bitching to the organizers. Do we remember why? Was this the case when the road keep changing? Oh like yes, yes. Like skinny, white, yeah. skinny, white. And then they and then they saying there is not a possibility for the train of sprinters to work in these conditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they told him, so what do you want to tell to the organizers? He said, nothing. They interviewed him after. Yeah, 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 that's funny. That's true. What a baby. By the way, did you guys see the Ole Pinkoff um, interviews on NBC Sports here in the United States? Yes, yes, yes. That guy is unbelievable. Hey, that new sponsor that Tinkoff has, what the hell is that? The worst logo ever. Not his farm. That's his. Uh, that's, that's his, his hotel. Yeah, that's his, his retreat. La Dacha. Yeah. yeah. That logo is fucking hideous. The <laughs> only way that that font, the only time that that font should ever be used, is for a high school heavy metal band. That's it. <laughs> I like that he's going to be on NBC Sports. He's already a super wealthy guy, so he wears his own shirt with his name on it, his hat. And then brings two water bottles with his name and logo on the wa- on 
the water bottles and puts them on the table. He should have brought some Trump steaks. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. It's he's kind of amazing. I think, of course, they just have him on because they know he's going to say ridiculous things, and it works. And then we're going to talk about it. I mean, yeah, 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 think yeah. about when when NBC Sports sits down and they're like, "All right, so Tour de France coverage. We're going to do this and this and this. All right, ideas." Somebody goes, "Uh, I was listening to the Speed Metal Cycling podcast the other day, and they haven't brought us up in a while. So I think that's an important thing." You're oh, right. He listens for sure. Oh no, no, no! But there are so many things that Fit Liget is providing that come on. I, I, I'm just not at that point when I can show you how good he has been in this tour. I mean, it's amazing. The mistakes he makes, it's just funny. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, I haven't... I, I Listen, and I think we've discussed this before, I do not believe for a second that Eurosport coverage is all that. Uh, Carlton Kirby makes a lot of mistakes. He doesn't know how to pronounce things. He is funny sometimes, but not because he means to be. Sean Kelly, I do like very much. I like his stories and everything. But, I mean, a Alex Housley, what's his name? Housley Alex, Alexson. <laughs> the dude Ashley with the House. <laughs> Ashley, Ashley House. Ashley House. <laughs> they were dancing with Fletcher. I know, exactly. I don't watch your but I saw that in Twitter. And they was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> so, I mean, listen, I, I would much rather watch it someplace else. But... If I miss the stage, the easiest one to find and download is the Eurosport feed. So, And if I'm watching it live, the easiest one to find is that. If I can, I watch the Rai. But I would refuse to. I mean, refuse to watch it. If they told me from now on, the Tour de France, the only way you can watch it is like Phil Liggett. I'll never watch this, the Tour de France again. And I'll be, it would be <laughs> I do better for me. I say my absolute favorite thing is, and of course, this is typical of anyone that watches sports when you realize that he's making a mistake, but especially in spotting riders, when it's super obvious where he's like, oh, oh, it looks like Contador is in a spot of bother. And I'm like, what that you mean that rider from Lamprey? Who who are you talking about? It's not even someone in the same team. I really do not know what you're talking about. So I assume that there's like maybe a 10 second delay between what he's seeing. Like it's astonishing so he's just senile old grandpa but like, he has always been like that though it is hilarious to watch the tour de france with Phil uh, and Paul. if I you mean, can like okay let's see comic relief right now it's awesome i love it if you can if you can go you can go back to like the late 80s and early 90s and hear their shit and they sucked then it's just terrible it's just horrible but what about christian van de Velde's great analysis after the race that's pretty good Oh, oh he, he are does you kidding that? me? Did you hear his analysis today? I was like, oh man, Klaus is going oh, to love oh, this one. Okay, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about because I, my blood was boiling and my wife knew why I was so mad because she was <laughs> You're talking about the fact that he goes, oh, I think today the problem for Quintana was that it was cold and he's from Colombia and it's always hot there. Is that what he, you're talking no, about? No, yeah, yeah, but he wasn't, no, I don't think the problem for Quintana. He said... I'm going to give Nairo the benefit of the doubt because oh. he is from Colombia and that is always hard in there. It's like, what? And How like, many times has Quintana said that in Boyacá, where he lives, it's cold and it rains the whole freaking time? I mean, jeez. One thing we know, if you've been following the sport, when did he win? A grand tour. Does anyone remember how he won that race and the weather? It has been established that Quintana loves if it's rain and rainy, cold, snow. When I, I'll tell you, when I saw that it, there was hail, I was like, this is awesome. Like, this will play really, really well if he's feeling good. Doesn't everyone know that? And by the way, Christian Van de Velde, I think, got the Cocoa Puff removed from his nose. Listen. <laughs> Which was really ugly and made me think if of we're, me from home. If we're taking points away from NBC for thinking that Colombia is hot, then we have to give Eurosport points because Carlton Kirby said once already, like, Quintana comes from the mountains where it's not very hot up there, blah, 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 blah. And Juan Antonio Flecha said where, where Quintana comes from is really high up in the mountains. It's very cloudy and cold, which is very yeah. true. 
this is, and I know we're seeing it this way, you know, whatever, because yeah. whatever, I'm Colombian, whatever, but this has been established and talked about all the time, but I am, whatever. Christian What do you think, Mike? You're a sport or NBC? Thank you. Mike, you're a sport or NBC? I watch Eurosport. Yeah. And I, th- I have to say, I said this a couple Eurosport. podcasts ago. I mean, yes. Go ahead, Mike. What? How do we get it? Something, I don't want pop-out windows. I want a clean, you know, like. Oh, I, no. I, I, pay, I pay for it. Yeah. How do you get Eurosport in the U.S.? I thought it's like you need to have, you need to be on that side of the Wait. ocean to be able to get it. Come Take on. This opportunity Natalia. to teach the world. Natalia, people. please. Is the, is the age of the internet. Your computer can be anywhere in the world that you want it to be. Mike, right. you put so you have your computer in England, and then you pay for your sport, and it's you beautiful. Pieces, yeah, you use a piece of software called a VPN, and it, it it makes it look like you're logging in from the UK. Yeah, and then you can okay. So it will going to let you pay for it, even if the credit card is coming from the US. Yep. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't, they don't give a shit. And what, it's like fifteen bucks huh. or something, something like that, right? Well, the pa- oh, okay. yeah, now you know. It's, Eight pounds or something, which is now like eight dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, before it was Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brexit rules. Okay, no, so because they are not. I, I figured out the, the VPN thing because I used it before, but I didn't get to the point of actually trying the American credit card because I felt like ah, once they see that the address is from the US, they are going to say no, no, no. But okay, good to know. Good to know. Yep. There you go. It's beautiful. It's perfect. However, and the one bad thing is, once you start watching that way, you, you automatically start talking a lot about crumpets. Take note. I'll take my note here. Check it out. When my brother and I were first ever in the UK, we were on our way to Perry Roubaix and did a quick stop in London. And our cousin lived there, who's also, you know, half Colombian, whatever. Anyway, he offered me crumpets, and I swear to God, I thought he said trumpets. Because <laughs> I didn't know what crumpets were. And I was like, wait, what? Tea and trumpets. Like, I'm like, you have multiple trumpets, and you're off, like, many. Like, a closet full of trumpets. Even if you only had one trumpet, why would he offer it? Hey, what's going on? Hey, do you want a trumpet? You yeah, mean for I'm me like, to keep or three trombones? <laughs> I'm like, wow. Or are we about to? Are we gonna jam? And you're offering me to take the trumpet? I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. So trumpets. there you go, trumpets. Um, yeah, trumpets. Let me see. What else do okay. I have? Uh, Tour de France related. Um, but are we going oh, stages? Because oh wait, we are getting close to a big plop. But of but wait, of wait, wait, wait. Here's a, here's another good one. Uh, Sean Kelly, speaking of uh, commentators getting things wrong, called TJ Van Garderen, called him TJ Van Der Arden. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was a, oh, that's a joke. I was like, that's I've never thought about that. No. I thought I'm gonna yes, look. I'm gonna look for a photo of. Uh, I want to look for a photo of Eric Van Der Arden, like. Sprinting and then just put TJ Van Garderen's head right on top. By the way, I've mentioned this before. Eric Van Der Arden's hair in his later years and after retirement looks exactly like yellowy ramen noodles. How Justin Timberlake's hair looked like when he was in NSYNC. Like he perms it. Like as an adult grown man, he permed this hair. Okay. I have a little bit of like trivia information here about TJ Van Garderen. And this is thank you to NBC coverage. You know, like once they are done with the race and they are looking for things to do to relax and pass the time or whatever. Guess what the activity TJ prefers to do? What is the activity that he grinding his teeth during the night? No. Ping pong. Because he clearly does. Ping pong. No, no, no. He is into coloring books. Uh, adult coloring adult book. coloring book that's how he does to relax and to it is very relaxing I've done it my wife is a yeah. big fan and I color with her sometimes and it's very very nice but there I don't know go. about like so, my hobby wow my car yeah, so he, coloring like men I hope that he had like truckloads of those he's going to need a yes. lot of relaxing. I think Mike obviously does the coloring book thing because Mike lives in New York City and over there everybody's all hipster and cool and that's like the hip thing to do. Right, Mike? No, I didn't know. Damn it. Dang it. 
Uh, yeah, it was stage seven, the big plop, huh? Like Viagra, here's your opportunity to get into cycling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we we had talked about these things before because I was wondering how they stayed up. Viagra. <laughs> Do you really well, wonder that, Klaus? It's <laughs> basically it's basically four of those car dealer men tied together at the top. Well, no, yeah. the generator. Yeah. If we get our mind out of the gutter, Natalia, and we talk about the real subject. <laughs> I said that at the Giro, I wondered, there's a lot of those inflatables in the middle of the road. And I'm like, man, there's, a, there's that many uh, little generators. And someone could just go, oh, I'm going to pull the plug. So, and forgive me, but maybe I'm not the only one, like people listening don't know exactly what happened. Someone, a fan purposely took it down. Did they like stand on the hose or pull the plug? or like? No, no, no. It wasn't on purpose, apparently. I, I heard... It was an accident. Apparently, yeah. the belt of somebody got entangled with the cable that was powering the generator and the thing unplugged. But I don't think it was, like, On intentional. That's the story that they are giving. I don't know if that is... If you, if anybody does that on purpose, that is the biggest shithead move ever. And that comes from me, a big-time shithead. Man, it was just like, because it was perfectly timed when Jade was going under, it was just like, bloop. That was, that was, aoyajai. I love that he, he has, he's had such a positive attitude about the whole thing, basically. I mean, he's still racing. He did incredibly well today. Uh, and he just basically landed on his fucking face and just got up and that's it. Just keep going. That's nuts. And he did amazingly well today. He did. That's what I mean. That's yeah, what I'm saying. He like took, he took the uh, he took the white jersey back. Yeah. No. I mean, it's crazy. He's he's uh, today. He raced with the best, of course. And I, I'm sure you guys heard everybody in um, Orica Green Exchange or whatever. <laughs> uh, they're all saying like, you know, he's young. This is only his second Grand Tour. Uh, they don't know how 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 long he's gonna last, but. Even if he fades, I think that it it, it it looks pretty pretty good for for his future. I think I'm I'm, I'm excited. But no, about I think it. I think if he uh, the cut in his chin gets infected and he doesn't raise on Tuesday, he had a better tour than most people have, and he did yeah. his job. Like even just with today's stage too. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. I mean, think about it. Sure, today's stage that that group of whatever seven or eight guys towards the end. Nobody was going, like, all out, full gas. It was not, like, a decisive stage. But they were going at a pretty good pace, and there were a couple of, like, accelerations, which means that this kid hung out wow. with Froome, Quintana, uh, yeah. uh, uh, what's-his-face, that other guy. You're Bar- totally Bar- right. Bar- like, they weren't Dan super, Martin. super duper going for it, but two things. Like Malcolm Ulema. Couldn't hang in there. What's that? Fabio Aru couldn't hang in there. Aru lost the wheel. Rodriguez lost the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually, I think we're going to have to, you know, talk about the most obvious thing about today's stage is like, oh, why didn't Quintana attack? And I'm like, he probably couldn't. No, I think he just didn't want to. I mean, maybe he couldn't. I don't know. I just don't, I I don't see a reason why he should have. What for? What's, I mean. Okay. Are we going to go to today's stage or can we go stage eight? Uh, wait, hold on. Which one is stage eight? Is the one with the crazy descent. Oh, uh, yeah. And, okay, but that's not the important part. The important part is that Froome punched a Colombian fan in the face. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I'm going to tell you something. That Colombian fan would probably run to me and be like, you see what he did? And then I would punch him again. For being, <laughs> for being, a, for being a fucking asshole. <laughs> But it is funny because then you hear, then you saw the, like, I mean, he was speaking afterwards and he says like, no, 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 don't get me wrong. I don't have anything against Colombian fans because the whole thing turns symbolic by the end of the stage, you know, like the punching in the Colombian and then just leaving Nairo behind. That was just too funny. Yeah. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. I, I, I think Colombians, they bring a good atmosphere to the races, it's just that the, the flag was entangled into it's like, oh my gosh, how many death threats have you had? So I don't even think he should have to defend himself. Uh, you know what I would say? is like, oh, I didn't I didn't even realize he was Colombian. I just punched assholes in the face. 
Yeah, I should have been like, hey, listen, Chris, this is what you need to say. But yeah, I, I was okay with that. The, the other thing that I wasn't okay with and I really hurt is when Neil Rogers called us chickens. That, 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 that wasn't good. That wasn't cool. Yeah. <laughs> Did he call like, every Colombian a chicken? No, no, no. But I mean, you know, what are Colombians wearing when they go to see no, Colombian I mean, no. perform in some sport? Activity? It's the same Maybe. thing that I wear. I'm going to tell you exactly what I wear. I hear, I it's have... not a hat dog t-shirt. No, no, no. It's not my hot dog t-shirt. But it okay. is my sombrero volteado, which I wore for the world championships. Usually okay. the Colombian national team jersey, although I have another shirt go. with a Colombian flag on it that I wear. And then blue shorts or blue pants and either yellow sneakers uh, or alpargatas. Okay, so, so, so is the Colombian Arwana. national shirt from what is the, the team? Colum- what is the American equivalent? Uh, that would a, be like a t-shirt a with the... No, I know. I no, listen, here's, here's what Americans would wear, like the all-American outfit. A cowboy hat yes. with cowboy boots and a T-shirt or a shirt that is made of the, of the flag. You know what I'm saying? Or with like, like an, an eagle. Like or... print shirt with like Evil Knievel would wear. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's the like American thing. And then like Boston Red Sox wristbands or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Your, that's what, whatever. That's what Mike would wear. If you go oh, man, I'm totally picturing Mike wearing that. <laughs> Mike wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah, please, actually, Mike. Wear on, a cowboy hold hat. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're trying to make up something that actually exists. And speaking of stupid fans, the American a-hole with the American football helmet and the deer things that wears, like, <laughs> goddamn, like, football jerseys or jerseys that look like American football jerseys. Klaus, that's they're not – That's it's not just a football jersey, dude. It's Texas A&M. Or, and sometimes it's something – but, yeah, that's the guy. He, I'm kidding. I actually don't even know if it's a Texas A&M. That guy just know how most of us feel about a Colombian fan that got punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. But, Mike, so if that dude if that they, dude with the antlers and the football helmet got punched in the face, would you be like, hey, don't punch Americans? You'd be like – Fuck him. Punch that dude all you want. I don't care. I'd be, I'd be, yeah, no, I'd be like, it's about time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? I think none of yeah. us, like, want to see him get hurt and would maybe do it. But if we did, we would probably pretend we were looking the other way. But speaking anyway, of, uh, speaking but of. That doesn't give anybody the right to say that the Colombian national shirt or jersey or whatever of the soccer team is a chicken suit. I'm sorry. But somebody has to draw the line. That's right. Bad. It's not a chicken suit. Neil no. Rogers, I know that you listen to the podcast. Please correct your statements. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he just has bad eyesight. But speaking of uh, whatever, people on the side of the road, you saw that dude that got shouldered onto the ground Ooh, today. Yeah, today. Yeah. It looked like he was out cold. I know it did. But yeah. here's the thing. I looked at the replay a couple of times and I realized it was not a spectator. I think it's a dude from what? Coffee Days. A team guy? Yeah, I think he was holding oh. a bidon. And he was like, he basically the guy went by, didn't take the didn't take the bottle, so he put yeah. his hand down and just kind of like stopped paying attention and kind of looked away, but he was like basically right in the middle of the road. Instead of uh. instead of like stepping out, giving him the bottle, and then going back, he just stayed where he was. Now, I am not 100% sure. I haven't checked Twitter or anything, but it looked to me, and maybe I thought one of you guys would know by now, that it was that it's actually uh, a, a team guy, one of the one of the seniors. Mamma mia! Yeah, but okay, holy no. crap, okay, he got he was floored, man. Question for you. What? From stage eight. Okay. So Froom was saying afterwards that his move wasn't planned, and that it was, it was something spur of the moment. And do you, do you hear that he said false. he was? He said just for Do-or fun. False. He said just for fun. Yeah, it, I don't true know. or I, false that that move wasn't planned. It was not planned. There's, no, I really doubt it. I don't see, uh, it's I I don't see them sitting in a bus going like, dude, let's attack on the descent like right before because we could get because normally you think you're only gonna get five seconds. So why attack on the descent and risk crashing for five seconds or even ten seconds? I don't think anybody thought. Oh my God, he's gonna get twenty three seconds or however much he got. I I I personally don't see it. However. Cycling is a weird sport. Most of the times, I think, shit that they plan doesn't come out. Everything changes so much. 
that, I mean, who knows? What if, like, 50 meters from the top of the hill or the top of the whatever, somehow the Froome was, like, in the back of the, of the... He had to have been... It, it just, I don't know. I just don't see it... I don't see it being a planned thing, but I'm not... Okay. My, that's my opinion. It's... I thought, I thought it might have been planned. Um... He also didn't he didn't he go out of his way to take that uh, the go over the top first or, or am I thinking of right confusing? Yeah, he did. And he did twice. So, mm-hmm. And and if you're gonna, I mean, I was convinced. A, I thought a, I thought he was insane. And two, I thought that he was gonna. I was like, he's gonna crash. So yeah. if if it if it wasn't planned, it was really reckless. And I don't think that's how that team operates. So my guess is he was like, Hey, I got this thing I want to do. This is probably my only chance to do it. If I get the opportunity to do it, I will do it here. Otherwise it's too crazy. It's too insane. Like when you go back and look at that footage, it's not, it just doesn't look right. It doesn't look safe. I don't know why the race leader would, would jeopardize. Was he the race leader at that time? He wasn't. No, he wasn't yet. Why you would jeopardize the rest of the race. With a move like that, it uh, just Mike, looks so. I, clearly, you're forgetting his nickname. It's Baba Froom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, listen Close. though. Here's Plan oh yeah, or spur of the moment. I think a little half and half. I honestly <sighs> believe. I'm sorry, but I honestly believe that he's probably a reminder or has thought of things like on a climb. If it finishes on a descent, make sure you're the first one to go through. So that no one can get a gap on you. And hey, if you can accelerate and go for it. So I don't think it was planned like, guys, on that state, in that moment, you can you can go right there. No. But I think he was paying attention and sadly, Naito wasn't. Listen, first of all, Mike, you said okay. A and 2, not A and B or 1 I and did, 2. Okay. I did that on purpose. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure that we That's a Chevy down. Chase joke. And, now you have to fix that. And <laughs> oh hell no! And um, to I, we can all agree though that nobody's really angry that he attacked Nairo Quintana while he was getting a bit done, right? No, no, no. Nobody no, cares. About no, it. no, I mean, at yeah. this level, dude, you have to pay attention. I mean, I, I'm sorry, but yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, because the hardcore Nairo fans in Colombia are calling Froome because, oh, my gosh, that was just so unfair. It's like, really, dude? I mean, it's like, No, yeah. you know what's unfair. You, you know, to, you you know? on top of your game. This is the hero and took the jersey from Uran. He was a hero. Here's the thing. The real problem, if you look at that again, if you watch it again, Froome comes around them on their right and starts going downhill while... Nairo is interacting with his with the dude, getting the bottle. He puts it in his mouth. He realizes that Chris Froome is going, and his first reaction, instead of dropping the bottle and going after him, is to look back. Is to look back, and he sits there and kind of like exactly. He's looking for Valverde, dude. Don't look for Valverde. You don't. don't, I agree. Just go for it. If when you're going down, you're like, this is crazy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. If you look, if you if you're going down and you're like this guy is crazy, then hit the brakes and just go down at your own speed. Wait for Valverde then, but don't sit there and be like, oh, I need Big Brother Valverde to like hold my hand down the hill. That's just ridiculous. So oh my gosh, thank was, you so much. For I, was upset. I, mean, I was upset. I was upset at Nairo Quintana that it happened, but yeah, he, you know, a momentary lapse of judgment. And this is funny because I was talking to people in the Colombian side and I was telling them, it's like, dude, just Nairo just lost concentration for one thing. And then when he needed to go, he just hesitated and looked for Valverde. I think this was, you know, like a mistake that he made. It was just an error. Yep. Call it bad judgment, whatever. But I mean, it happened to him. Yep. And then they were saying, it's like, no way. I mean, you're just seeing things that are not there, blah, 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 blah. No. Then Nairo comes after and he says, it's like, yeah. I, I lost my concentration. That was a silly mistake of me. And still, they came and, and, and I told them, it's like, look, mistake. He said he said himself that it was a mistake. And they were like, no, 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 no. It was just like, oh, my gosh. You're like, I oh, wait, I mean, but You're like, not- hardcore. Yeah, Nairo is invincible. He is just going to beat everybody up. It's like, geez, come on. But listen, Natalia, you're making it sound like Colombians are stubborn. <laughs> no, 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 we're not. We're not. Not at all. Please. Forget it. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> 
I wouldn't dare to suggest that now we are not. And then today's stage was um, interesting. There was a lot of good stuff happening. But what I wanted to happen didn't happen. There was not that big battle. I understand why. I think it's pretty obvious that all those guys, I mean, Froome had no reason to attack. Dan Martin put in a couple of attacks, but meh, Sean Yates is not going to attack. But wait, is that his name, Sean Yates? Simon. Simon Yates? Sean Yates is that old guy, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, he, he, wait, 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 wait. You just did the Adam Sean is. Kelly thing. Yep. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you referred to him as someone from the 80s. Yep, I sure did. Uh, man, if I can be like Sean Kelly at all, that would be so good. I'm practicing my Irish accent. My Sean oh, Kelly Irish accent. Do oh, it. no, 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 no. It's not ready it. for release. It. No, it's not ready for release. It's still Although in... I think we've established I'll let you guys know in beta. Oh, it's terrible. Accent. Yeah, it's terrible. I, I, so I do it. I talk like that with my wife, and she just laughs her ass of the whole time. She lived in Ireland, and she definitely knows the Irish accent quite well. <laughs> Mine is just pathetic. I'm like, don't I sound just like Sean Kelly? She just looks at me like, no. No. no, no, no. It has Colombian flavor on it. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm really bad at accents. But anyway, except for mine, of course. But um, the other thing, oh, yeah, yeah. So, so today's stage, uh, I think a lot of people were waiting for this big, crazy GC battle. I wouldn't have been surprised if it would have happened, but I didn't really expect it to happen anyway. This, the, the, the last climb is not, it's not a super crazy climb is it's, it's long but it's not it's not super steep hence look who won that stage um so I, I i didn't really see the the gc like exploding today unless somebody looked weak and i mean nobody really did I don't Aru. Yeah, I mean, Aru, yeah, yeah, but nobody really expected Aru to do much. I don't think. I don't think that Aru I was did. like within the within the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> he still uh, might. Well. Oh, he that he was just that was strategic. Okay, if he does see. the crazy uh, pedaling while laying on your stem maneuver, he might <laughs> gain back some. The castrati, the castrati position. Yeah, so that's the new move, huh? It was kind of a even Nib- even Nibali was like, "Dude, what the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hey, listen, just to just to remind you guys, uh, Natalia thought that Contador was gonna win. Sorry, Natalia, you're. Wow. Yeah, no, it was a bummer today. And then, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Contador, but the guy does animate. The race. And did you see so. what's supposed to happen tomorrow? He's supposed to announce the new team he's joining. Really? Oh, oh that's, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, people, Oops. which team? Say it now. The Fernando Alonso team. Uh, Emirates. Okay. Emirates. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be Trek. To Trek? Okay. Yeah. Oops. What do you think, which Mike? A huge specialized to Trek jump because some of his salary is paid by specialized. Not anymore. No, I mean, I, I, obviously, it may not be right. But, Mike, do you really think it's going to be the Emirates? No, no, no. I was kidding. No, that would be it. <laughs> you never know. Those people have so much friggin' money. Right. More money Prince, than Tinko. Who do you think is going to okay. be, Natalia? Trek. I think it's Trek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so, Mike. Because that's the, place, that's the place that you have to go before you retire, right? So everyone on their way out, they have to go to Trek and then they retire. And then they, that's, the, I mean, that's the exit. They have to do something with the money that they were putting in Cancelara. Somebody has to take up on that, no? Uh, I'm they're sure that Alberto Contador... And then he's going to do the last time and then he's going to... Retire. Alberto Contador gets paid a lot more than Cancelara. What about Frank Schleck? What are they going to do with him? They're uh, going to have two leaders. It's going to be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to go for the world, like, grand tours? <laughs> Today, they actually, like, show Schleck for a second. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think it was, like, Phil Olpol or something said, like, okay, and here goes Schleck. And I'm like, what? Is he even racist? Yeah. Like, this guy is still around? Like, wow. I he was at the tour. Who has See, number this one? This is the problem. This is the problem that he may not be Schleck. This is Phil and Paul giving you information. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Totally, totally. Are you saying he's that a Schleck, he's a Schleck clone? <laughs> Who has the number one number in Trek? 
For Molema, the- I think, no? Yeah. Uh, oh, really? It may be it may be Cancellara, but Mm. Uh, if not Cancelara, then yeah, Baku Molema is like it's their Bo- for It's Molema, according to this list. Okay. Or Molema. Here Molema. Yeah. So what's Cancelara going to Yeah, French Leg is, is, is there too. Yeah, yeah. He's 11 minutes and 20 seconds behind. I just, I just hope that Andy Schleck comes out of retirement. Oh. I think amazing. he's having too much fun with his store or whatever it is that he's doing. What does he do? He has a store? Supermarket or something? I think he has a bike store or something. I don't know. I'm just m- making things up. Oh, okay. Remember when his stomach was full of anger? <laughs> uh, hey, my, hey, Mike, who did you say that was going to win? Aru? Because I have I here written no, down... No, no, no. He said... No, Froome. Froome. That was head and heart. Richie Froome. Richie Froome. Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Head, Richie yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Natalia said Contador. Mike said Froome. Klaus and I said Quintana. Right. I wanted Nibali. You, I, you wanted Klaus wanted Nairo. You wanted Aru and Natalia wanted Nairo. Yeah. Okay. Guys, um happy rest day. You guys can sleep in tomorrow. You don't have to worry about the stage. A whole day of not taking notes. It's very Except for happy. Contador might announce his team. We have to get up early for that. Uh, no, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna set my I'm gonna put my phone real near my head when I sleep, so when the tweet comes on, it just wakes me up. Mm, smart, yeah. smart. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. We're out of here. Peace. Is Don in the booth? He's ready. Okay, here we go. Loosen up, camera two. Cameras one and three. That's fine. In five, four, three, two. Cue lights. One. Music. Now entering the studio with today's contestants. This is Mr. Millard Snopkin from Carbondale, Illinois. And this is Mr. Leroy Pinkelstein from Brooklyn, New York. And this is Alfred Yankovic from Linwood, California. These three people will compete today on Jeopardy! I was there to match my intellect on national TV against a plumber.